Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And it's her birthday, and we are two <laughs> RV industry veterans who travel part-time. In a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. Yep, it's my birthday. Yeah, we're recording on Peggy's birthday. So by the time you hear this... I'll be old. Be, yeah, old. <laughs> she was on the committee to design dirt. Hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> You're older than me. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's true. We also happen to be recording on a Tuesday. Which and is it's Taco, Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can find a place to go have tacos for my birthday. Before we dig into that carrot cake that you yeah. bought me. <laughs> Since we, yeah, we made a special trip. Peggy's favorite cake is carrot cake, and we made a special trip this morning to where we found our favorite carrot cake here in New Mexico. Yeah. And since it's Taco Tuesday, and we're in brand new shiny Mexico, (laughs) we should have no problems finding tacos. Because, you know, New Mexico, they got the tacos going on. That's right. So this past weekend, Peggy went on a journey with a whole lot of ladies. I did. And no dudes. In other words, I sat home <laughs> crying, looking at my soup, he was being sad. Your soup. <laughs> <laughs> he was crying because the car rental fell oh. through and he didn't get to go anywhere all weekend. He was just stuck at home. So, of course, naturally, the minute I got home, he said, do you want to go somewhere? Yeah. And I said, no, I've been somewhere. I want to stay home now. <laughs> Yeah, but a point about that is I like to drive a lot. I could be a long-haul truck driver. And so as a result, I tend to hog the driving when we tow the trailer. And for any couple who has an RV, it's really a good idea for both of you to be able to drive that RV because if something bad happens or... You know, like this weekend, Peggy went and took the trailer by herself to the all-woman campout that she went to. Right. And it's just good for everybody to be able to do all the tasks. And even if you specialize or focus on a specific set of those tasks, it's still good to know the whole procedure. I think maybe in a week or two when we are looking for something to talk about, we might go through... (laughs) We're looking for something to talk about. We might go through those tasks and talk about what you do and what I do. And do, you know, I I think I know everything that you do. Otherwise, it didn't get done this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that will be a whole topic of discussion is what... You know, what are all the steps and who does what? And do we know what the other one does? I think that's a great idea. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you have input, you can always weigh in on our Fun and Friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. There's been some good discussions there. You're always welcome to contact us through stresslesscamping.com. So whatever works, but we're here listening to you as much as Versi Vicey. Yeah. One of the neat things as we're here, our refrigerator is running. You better go catch it. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, with our ABC Upfitters power package, 
and our 12 volt refrigerator it's pretty much always running which comes in really handy to store extra food or prepare for a party or something yeah it's nice to have that outside fridge that's running purely on the energy from the sun right and that's just one of the benefits of having a reliable dependable system from our friends at ABC Upfitters who do solar and lithium that are tailored and specifically engineered for your needs and your RV. Right. In fact, if you're solar curious or thinking of going solar, ABC Upfitters are very happy to answer your questions and they will be with us there at the Frog Rally coming up in August. That's coming up. And they are even having a sale for people interested in getting an upfit and who are participating in or just going to be in Indiana during the Frog Rally. Do give them a call. We have their phone number in the show notes. If you have questions, they are very good about answering them and, and just patient and forthcoming with the answers. So ABC Upfitters, we're very pleased with our power package that was designed and engineered by them. And we know several people now who have gotten systems through ABC Upfitters and have been very, very pleased. So if you don't want to fiddle around with a solar system and you want it to (laughs) just work, well, ABC Upfitters is a great company to work with. Yeah, it just works. We are going to go on a little trip to Washington now. Virtually. Virtually. And speak with our guest from the Southwester Lodge, which is, man, a dream vacation in its own right. To have us talking about a lodge or a place to stay other than a campground is unusual. Well, this is a campground. Yeah, it is. But, well, you just got to hear what's going on there. So without any further ado... Today we get to talk to Sora Blue, and Sora is with Southwester Lodge, and make sure you leave those letters out that don't belong, (laughs) and we will, of course, put a link so that it's easier to spell. Sora, this place has everything. (laughs) It's not just a campground, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like a world within worlds. That's how I like to explain it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tell us a little... Like a helicopter overview of what you have, and then we're going to get into what I'm drooling on on your website here. <laughs> yeah, so the Southwester, the heart of it is the lodge. It's a three-story historic lodge, and sort of around it has been built later on some beach cottages that are there. There's four of them to rent, and then over 30 renovated travel trailers, all from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And it's three acres, the grounds, and everything's sort of nestled and tucked within a very lush climate being on the Washington coast. And so it's pretty dreamy. Yeah. And how long has it been there? As far as exact dates, I would have to (laughs) look back and reflect those because, you know, it's branched out over time, but the lodge itself is 102 years old. It was originally built as Senator Corbett's home. I believe it's pronounced Corbett, which is on the website under lodge suites or stay with us, the information there. And then I think it was in the fifties, the cottages were brought on. And then when it was acquired as a hotel, I believe the original owners brought in a a small fleet in the center trailer court of some really lovely rare trailers, especially our African queen, which looks like something off a train track. (laughs) And then when Tondi, the current owner, Tondi Rosenbaum acquired it, she began adding 
more fleets of trailers and building out other little trailer courts, everything from tiny rustic trailers of about 14 feet to over 40 feet. So little bit of everything. Something for everyone. Yeah, you have yeah. some Spartans that I see. You have something there for just about every passion within that, that yeah. field. Yeah, you know, it's been interesting because before I was hired there, I was living in my own trailer sort of rurally and I had only ever heard of Airstreams. And that's kind of the word you hear floating around is people really want to rent Airstreams or experience Airstreams. And while Airstreams are so amazing, the Southwester sort of opened up my eyes to the architecture and immaculate design of like 40s and 50s trailers from yeah. so many other companies. And I actually ended up purchasing a vintage Bulls Arrow for myself. Oh. Oh. Just obsessed with that look. And it's just so fascinating. You'll see people just walking through to just take in the time capsule that is that space mm -hmm. and realizing what's beyond Airstreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's a lady who restarted the Bolus Arrow company. And now you can get, I think they're like a quarter of a million bucks. <laughs> I think, Maybe. Yeah. It, yeah. They're not cheap. You know, hold on to the one you've got. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. I actually, it lives on the Southwestern grounds now and is a lovely employee housing sort of space, but it blends, you know, right in. It was a 37 foot beauty that okay. I found. I was so excited about. Great. Yeah. Do you just have the trailers? Well, you don't just have trailers. I see you have buses mm -hmm. and things. Do you just have those available or can you also bring your own RV there? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So we still have um, nine RV or camping sites available for people to bring in their own. I believe it's up to 28 feet with the tongue included. So not anything massive. The trailer park used to be fully open and a lot of people would bring in their big boys. But as we've just collected more <laughs> vintage trailers, we've taken up more of that space. Yeah. But it's definitely still really popular for people that own especially like Shasta trailers to come in and pop up, do small trailer rally type feels. And then of course, like my folks have just a newer like 2019 RV they'll they'll bring in there. So it's really popular for, and Vanigans as well, people with converted vans or mini buses, they love to pop up there. Because the other thing we offer is artist residencies, which is like a discounted weekly stay. So a lot of traveling artists oh. or retirees that are passionate about getting back in touch with their art will come and bring their own space or rent one of ours for a discounted weekly rate. So it's this sort of fluid community where some people will come and really make home. And then there's just the weekenders as well. So it's really unique, that dichotomy. So you mentioned some specific groups. Do you host or do you organize gatherings for those groups? Or you just, they all book all the sites and bam, it's a rally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's typically people come up with their own events and then inquire with us of how we can help make that happen for them. And so in the past, there's been anything from people that are just truly vintage passionate and will come and have vintage parties and bring their own trailers. And then we do like full wedding buyouts for people that love to do a vintage inspired wedding. Nice. And then this summer, we have someone doing um, a pretty large event with indigo dyeing. And so there's everything from the arts to the vacationers. And one that comes every year is a magazine rally where it's just people, I believe it's LGBTQIA zine inspired art retreat. And so it's like, you never know what's going to come through there Cool, kind of thing. But it's it calls to so many people, which is cool. And we always try to make it happen, help make it happen. Yeah. And then you have a lot of art on the property as it is as well. 
including yeah. the vintage trailers, but right with the arts. So we have Southwestern Arts nonprofit, which is our nonprofit branch. That's the part that facilitates the artist residencies. And by nature of that, a lot of artists will leave tokens behind. And so there's been some really amazing sort of interactive art pieces place throughout the grounds, including like interactive phone booth games. There's a cool little fort. And then within every space is original art from different artists and residents that oh, we've either wow. purchased or they've left behind. And so again, it's just such a unique thing to just, there's so much to look at and take in. Yeah. You can never see it all. And we'll have people come in that sort of look at it like a bingo card, like, oh, I stayed in the old Spartan, but I can't wait to stay in the Spartan Manor. I want to <laughs> stay in the fireball next time and just sort of like see what they're all like. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that phone booth experience, that interactive phone yeah. booth. Yeah. I'm not going to know the top of my head, uh, the artist, but there's two phone booths on the ground. And when you pick up the phone, it's basically like choose your own mystery game. Huh. I've never actually completed it myself, but it's so amazing to walk by and see people just like, one, they're very surprised when they pick <laughs> it up and a voice is there. But two, the photo op opportunities too, because it's sort of nestled in a bunch of salal bushes and right behind it is a vintage trailer in the lodge. And so it's just this really interesting scene. You wouldn't expect <laughs> to find a phone booth in the middle of the woods. Right. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like not just a place that's cool, but actually a destination. I'd imagine you get people from all over that have sought out your place there. Yeah, absolutely. The biggest soul and heart are our Portland artists and people that come back time and time again. And, and of course, Seattle as well. But we see license plates from all over, especially in peak season. And with the nature of social media, you know, people from Europe and Canada have also made their way down. The Pacific Northwest is desirable in itself and gets enough attention. Right. <laughs> and then you have this very niche experience you can have on the Washington coast. And so it's really amazing to chat with people and ask where they're from. Yeah. In the area itself, what type of things are there around there or do people come and they're just so overwhelmed by your place they're like forget it i'm, <laughs> I'm just... not leaving till i'm leaving right? right yeah you know i've witnessed by living on the grounds i was really able to take in that it's both there's people that come and really seek solitude and rest and they will just meander the grounds they'll take saunas and we have a tea trailer and a yoga trailer so we have these small facilities that sort of allow you to really stay in place and have a big experience and then we're only five a five minute walk from the beach and so a lot of people will stay centralized mm -hmm. But then we have the people that are family oriented. So we have, we're very kid friendly and pet friendly as well. And so we have people that will come and they're really excited to do crabbing and clamming and <sighs> looking for oysters. And then we're neighboring Long Beach, Washington, that tiny, adorable tourist hub. I call it like a miniature seaside. So it's got your arcades and shopping and really good seafood. And so... It's both. I'll see just people having campfires every night. And then I'll see people that don't even really want to say hello because they're really in their zone, <laughs> whether artistically or just taking like a wellness retreat. And so it's really cool that it can become whatever you need it to be and that it can host like hold space for all sorts of energies and desires yeah, and hobbies. Cool. And then yeah. in the trailers, you know, since originally a lot of them had kitchens 
and or bathrooms. Are there kitchens and or bathrooms in the trailers where they had them originally? Or Yeah, everything is very close to original. I would say, especially like the cooktops and stuff, we, we work really hard to keep those fully functioning and in place. There's such a a centerpiece <laughs> of the trailers. But we have the rustic version. So that's usually just like water, heat, electricity. And then we have our full bathroom, shower, full kitchen sort of thing. And so it's sort of like choose your glamping experience from fully self-contained <laughs> to a little bit more glamping rustic. Because some of those vintage trailers, they didn't even have bathrooms or they didn't have showers yeah. or whatever. So... Right. Yeah. The smaller ones definitely are the the ones that just never had a bathroom. So we have a little rustic series of trailers that are so adorable and so cozy. And then you can use the communal showers, which are tucked right by the sauna and and private and everything, which is nice. So the experience is still very cozy and safe. Mm -hmm. But there are trailers that have full shower and even little adorable miniature bathtubs (laughs) (laughs) and full kitchen functionality, which is so great. But we do have a shared outdoor kitchen, too, for people who want to have maybe like group dinners or a full barbecue with a refrigerator and everything. So you're not without being able to keep your food cold or being able to cook your food no matter which space you rent. So even if you're in the main lodge... Does that Mm -hmm. have probably surely bathrooms, but kitchen facilities too? Yeah, all of our suites are fully self-contained. Everything you need right there. They all look a little different. They all have a very apartment feel, which is really sweet, and full balcony access as well. So you can go out and take take it all in. And then the cabins, same thing, that they each have a kitchen and a a full bathroom. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would imagine we used to own a bed and breakfast where each of the rooms had a theme. And we had some people who kept coming back over and over specifically to stay in whatever room captured their imagination. Some people had a favorite room they always wanted to stay in and some had I want to stay in all of them. So yeah. where haven't I where have I not been yet? <laughs> yes, yes, I love that. There's definitely people who find their favorite and they'll call the front desk and say, I am looking to stay in the African queen. When is the next availability? Yeah. Or people are just like have their need of, I require a queen bed or a king bed, you know? So it's really cool that we (laughs) have a little bit of a filtering system there, but like the bluebird bus has a clawfoot tub in it. And I would say that's one of the ones where (laughs) people are like, I want that kind of thing. You know, they each have character, but there's definitely some that stand out with some really unique offering. Yeah. I just funny when you said that I was, was literally just looking, <laughs> looking at, at a the picture, picture of, of the clawfoot tub because <laughs> I'm scrolling through the pictures of the vintage well just all of the trailers and they're so cool yeah I've had the pleasure of staying in a couple of them and I never get tired of it right oh, I, I, can, I can imagine keeping these maintained has to be a very particular challenge. Very particular and precious. And with the nature of it being a hotel, you know, turnover is tight. And so we have a very passionate maintenance team and that they understand the nature of vintage. It's not just glue something, tape something on. That's great. It takes expertise. It takes research, but it also takes that passion. And that's something I really enjoy about our team is like, Everyone loves these, sees these trailers as these precious things we want to keep in their best condition. That's fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it sounds like it would be really neat to organize some sort of a gathering up there and bring some people and they could, if they had vintage RVs, they could bring them 
or yeah. other ones. I assume there's also other campgrounds nearby because of the so nature many. of the area. <laughs> yes, yes. So for those people with the giant modern trailers, they can camp nearby and come for daytime yeah, activities. Yeah, absolutely. We get the call just every day about people like, I'm just over the limit. Can you squeeze <laughs> me in? And sometimes we can make it work. But otherwise, yes, there's so many neighboring lovely little RV parks. Or we just leave our big trailers at home and we come stay in the lodge or a cabin <laughs> yeah. or one of the vintage yes. trailers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's so great when you were mentioning like having a gathering is something I always think about and try to communicate to people who are like, where is it that you work? What is this place? <laughs> it's such a great place to try out either slow living, tiny living or RV living. Cause so many people are talking about it these days. Yeah. I see more and more people my age, especially pursuing it. I've lived that way for about six years. I love it. And I think it's such a great way. I'll tell people like do an artist residency or, you know, book an extended stay and see how it feels to your heart and body because there's people that will find they really thrive in the simplicity. Yeah. And then there's people who will say, you know, I actually require a little bit more space. <laughs> I require, da, 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 da. And I think it's so great because then, you know, it's non-committal. You can come and have that experience still without having your own trailer right. to lug around, right. you know, kind of thing. That's yeah. really a good idea because I see a lot of people who say, oh, I'm going to sell all my stuff and live in an RV. And, and I've never been yeah. in an RV before in my life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to change my life that, right now. Yeah, it's going to be quite the surprise. I mean, for some people, obviously, it's like, wow, this was the best decision I ever made. Right. And sometimes we see people who are like, where do I sell this thing? Yeah, what did I and do? I'm like, uh-oh. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll get emails a couple times a year where they're like, I just bought this thing and I don't want it. Will you guys use it? <laughs> you don't know till you try. And right. I think it's amazing when people take the leap, but I always tell friends, I'm like, they're like, how do you like it? I'm thinking about doing it. I'm like, come stay. Come see how your body feels. Twirl around in the space. Cook a couple meals in it. Stay in the winter. Stay in the summer. Stay in the spring. Because it doesn't matter how much I like it. Because yeah. you're a different person. <laughs> yeah, I could yes. like chocolate cake yeah. and you could like lemon cake. I mean, it, <laughs> yep. both of them and are fine. Are great. But yeah. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, to each their own, as it were. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to see people do is just give it a go. And, you know, people say, I need cabins. I have a big dog or with my kids, you know, they're, they're going to bonk their head too much. And so having bigger spaces is really great too, because it opens up. It's not just an, a vintage RV park. Yeah. There's a lot of options there. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I love feels like its own entity, but I think what makes us stand out other than just face value is that our arts programming also offers free live music every weekend, mm. as well as Saturday art workshops, everything from like screen printing to wild foraging, um, dye making, ceramics and pottery, anything for all ages. And so it's really neat because you can come and just have vacation your way and do whatever you want to do. Or you can kind of plan out like, mm, I'm going to take home my own souvenir. I'm going to make a vase out of like locally sourced clay <laughs> kind of thing. It's a really beautiful bonding experience. We'll see a lot of couples book sort of romantic treats and they'll do like a wellness package. They'll book a sauna. And then that night you'll see them out in the lawn watching an amazing acoustic live show. And so that's something I think 
not a lot of people are aware of when they just see the face value of like, oh, I want to stay in a vintage Westcraft. That's so cool. It's like you can also sort of fill up your itinerary with free and or very easily access accessible immersive activities and memories as well, which is very cool. <laughs> yeah. So it seems like the biggest mistake you could make is, oh, I'm just going to book one night. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. We we get so often people asking for late checkouts because you just, there isn't enough time to see it all. Because once you do leave the Southwester grounds, you'll find like the funkiest museums, the coolest thrift stores. And then we have historic, very ghostly towns as well. And then all the lighthouses, like you really do have to spend a week or more to just brush the surface of all of the historic natural and or Southwester offerings. So are you open all year round? Yeah, all year round. And we're busy all year round. I think just the nature of having the sauna is huge. A lot of people come to get warm and they'll book sauna after sauna and it has this outdoor gardenscape, which is amazing. But also the nature of like through the pandemic, for example, these self-contained spaces we were busy, busy, busy because mm -hmm. people felt really safe that they could come and retreat and share uh, and not share air. So they had open air in their own space. And that's stayed true even in today is a lot of people who are still remaining extremely cautious, like myself being immunocompromised. I can go there and feel so safe and just have all my things in my space. And if I feel like venturing out and communicating at the little coffee kiosk or going into the lodge and playing some records, we sort of, again, went back to that, like, choose your comfort, choose your level. Right. And that, I think, will continue to stay a really important factor in the nature of our hotel as well. Sure. Something just came to mind, too, that I realized we didn't chat about is the lodge has this amazing surrounding porch, like, not quite wraparound, but both entrances, you walk into this porch with amazing windows and you'll find like a small maker's market with it, with amazing art and pottery and stuff. And then there's food and libations. And then there's a VHS and vinyl lending library. So there's hundreds of VHS movies, several hundred vinyl records, wow. and you can pick up a small VCR TV and a turntable and just take it back to your space with all of the records or movies oh, that wow. you want. And so it is so amazing to see what people choose, whether it's like a nostalgic flick that they haven't watched since they were a kid or something they've never seen before. And or they're experimenting with like 50s music or like world music. And you can just plug it in right in your space, which is so cool. And then that's go swap awesome. Them yeah, it really enriches the sort of vintage experience in that it's very, it feels very analog. It feels very true to itself. Yeah. And I appreciate that so much. And you'll even find in some of the records and videotape sleeves, little notes people have left, like huh. with their name or their date or like a sweet message, like whoever you are reading this and then people will add on to that. And so it's become Aww, this like, that's so cool. very special little Easter egg experience. And there's like your typical Disney channel movies. And then like, all of the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Sorry, then you do have to stay for a week to do, oh, yeah. <laughs> to You've watch committed. all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's a highlight that I think people are just like, I haven't seen these since, you know, whatever reason. Yeah. And we have about 
10 VCR TVs. Some spaces have them in the bigger spaces at all times. They're just ready to go. But for the smaller spaces, you can put up a little miniature VCR TV and hit rewind, be kind, rewind. It's just, (laughs) that's awesome. I was going to say that's something like if you didn't grow up with VHS tapes, you may not realize that proper etiquette is when you're done with it, rewind it because (laughs) you don't have to do that with, you know, Netflix or, or whatever. Mm, yeah, bad karma. <laughs> yeah, right. Return unwound videos. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. So people are not only nostalgic for the spaces, but for the experiences of rewinding tapes and yeah, <laughs> playing yeah. records. And <laughs> Yeah, it, you can really feel it in your body by doing these, you know, subtle things of like hitting that static of a TV and like the, the aging of a the case of a, a VHS. There's just something really... Maybe it's your inner child or something, but something really potent and sweet and tender about that experience. And vinyl has made a gigantic comeback. So we have a friend in LA who has this ridiculous vinyl store and they're near Hollywood. So they get a lot of, you know, people we've all heard of coming in and buying vinyl it's it's a big thing so yeah it really is you'll see people of all ages younger than me who are just like so excited for the i mean there's nothing nothing sounds like it it's really it makes you present i've noticed like anytime i listen to music on a digital device i usually get distracted but with vinyl it's like you got to be there you got to sit down or you got to dance and it's really sweet and it fills up the space yeah that's That's a great perspective and the whole the whole experience like the art on a record sleeve is usually pretty great and then you've got you know it's just a whole different experience it is and we have a lot of artists that will come and perform for our saturday free live music and leave vinyl behind leave a a copy of the record so we have a whole crate that's dedicated to our visiting musicians which is really sweet and it's so cool to see these modern musicians still printing in that way and and selling in that way which is so cool if my memory is working properly which it usually isn't (laughs) i think there's a, a plant that used to press vinyl that they had to bring back because of demand yeah, for that's new amazing. vinyl. Well, we're so happy to hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's also a trailer at the corner of the grounds. We have a geodesic dome and right by it is this converted Ford, I believe. Um, it's called The Champion and it's an analog recording studio. And so you walk inside and there's a piano, a very small bed, and then recording, analog recording equipment. And so musicians will come and do their artist residencies and they can rent it out and stay in there or they can rent it out nightly. And so we've had so many musicians come and record and then they'll send a tape or a CD or a file of the songs or albums that they recorded. And I think if you go under the art tab to the champion, you can look at some of the YouTube videos of artists who have either filmed music videos there or recorded music there. Wow. I could talk all day about the little (laughs) things, but it really just calls all sorts of people from all around, you know, which is so really cool. That That is is so cool. cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we were kind of planning a trip to the coast later this year. We were only going to go as far as Oregon, but I might have to rethink yeah, that. I think we're... <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to Astoria, Oregon? No. Okay. Well, we're only 15 miles from Oregon. We're just okay. over this big bridge called the Megler Bridge. We're only about 30 minutes from Cannon Beach, Oregon. We're right there and it's really easy to do both. A lot of people that are staying in Astoria will come and 
experience the Southwester offerings, whether it's live music or the sauna or workshops and vice versa. And so it's really easy to do like an Oregon day. People will go to Cannon Beach for the day or Gearheart or Astoria. And those are amazing. The sort of Northwest corner of the Oregon coast is a huge gem. If you ever watched the Goonies, Astoria was made famous by the Goonies because the Goonie house is there. And then Cannon Beach, of course, has the rock from the Goonies. And it's another nostalgic, you know, nugget to include in your stay kind right. of thing. But <laughs> it's really not far, which I love. You don't have to go too far into Washington to okay. get to us, which is super yeah. nice. Yeah. Well and plus you guys have great coffee and great beer up there. So <laughs> yes. yeah, really the coffee like. kiosk is one of our newest little we always had coffee, but it was in a lodge and we created this little centralized coffee stand and it's been this amazing little like hummingbird hub of people where they'll meet and they'll all be in their robes in the morning it's so <laughs> adorable and the coffee is delicious but the picture like when you stand back you're like this is a little coffee stand in the middle of the rainforest, the rainforest. <laughs> like, just another one of those moments where you're like mm, this is good that's awesome uh, that's so yeah. cool well it sounds yeah. like a neat place to to stay i mean it not just a place to spend the night but a whole different sort of complete experience right absolutely i mean it's like people that love rvs or talk about wanting to do it again i'll just be like well you don't have to own an rv to be an rv lifer there are a lot of places that offer these rv rentals whether they're airbnbs or resorts like us where you can live that life and hop around the yeah. u.s and have that tiny living experience or that slow living lifestyle country chic i guess <laughs> you know, without having to tow your own or own your own so it's really cool yeah you'd better like it before you realize how many repairs there are in keeping <laughs> anything running new or old i know especially in the pacific northwest you know with our beautiful beautiful weather and stuff it it takes a lot of work or proper storage you know and so it's a great way to say hey the maintenance is not for me but i still want to taste the lifestyle yeah, right yeah right. exactly yeah leaks yeah. are no joke up there yeah absolutely yeah so sora do you consider yourself a camper or more of a uh, what do they call tiny home or small living yeah. um i would say tiny living for sure i bought my first tiny camper it was an 18 foot tiny tiny 1990 trailer that was my first trial i was like can i do this is this for me and i fell in love i was living on some land and just sort of realized it was something I had dreamed of. But once I had actually tried it, I was like, this is amazing. This is perfect for me where I am in my life right now. And then when I found the Southwester, I found my people, mm -hmm. whether they were people that came and tried it for the weekend or people who also were super passionate about that lifestyle. It was just like, I'm home and I've never looked back and I, I probably will continue to pursue tiny living it might change shape a little bit whether it's a micro cottage and stuff like that you know if i um, choose to have a family or a small farm animals but i feel the safest and the most productive and efficient in cozy spaces right. i find that i keep smaller spaces much cleaner than larger spaces <laughs> <laughs> i collect too many things when i have more space right yeah. right boy we know all about that <laughs> yeah yeah so we usually ask this question of our guests and if you don't consider yourself a camper more of a tiny homer then it might not really translate well but sure. we we ask people what is your favorite camping memory Hmm, my goodness, I've been camping my whole life, but I think 
it'll go back to I was renting about a half acre lot for a month in my 18 foot RV. And it was just me and my dog. And it was in a part of the peninsula that is mostly retirement and or summering homes. So very quiet. Lots of bears, lots of deer, lots of critters. And one morning I laid out a mat and brought out my coffee and me and my dog were just laying there and a whole family of deer, including this four point buck just walked 10 feet in front of us Oh! and I was getting ready for Finley, my dog to bark or the deer to be spooked. And so I did some subtle movements just to make my, my presence known and they just stopped and then they came over to me and I oh, have wow. my, my smarts of like, never, never feed deer, you, yeah. know, you don't know, whatever, but I had my camera next to me. And so I whipped it out really quick and just held it towards my chest and put my palm like this. And this buck just sniffed me and licked my hand and steamed up my camera lens and, af- and then just walked on by. And after wow. that, I just sobbed. Oh, I just was like, I feel like a Disney princess right now. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> just come close. They were, you could wow. touch them. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to, you know, make, have him make the first move. I didn't want to take yeah. advantage of the situation. And after that, they came through every day. And sometimes I would come home from grocery shopping or whatever, and they would be sleeping right huh. there, rain or shine. Yeah. And so it just felt like this, like this was your space first. Am I welcome here? And it just made me feel like it was a time in my life where it was good to be quiet and good to be soft and good to be gentle. And I think I've had a lot of those moments in camping, but that was one that has stood out the most. And I look back very fondly on those photos. Cause I'm like, there's no words that can describe the moment exactly. Cause my heart was racing for sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but it just felt like this nod of like, you're the right energy around here. Thank you for not disrupting this space. <laughs> That's fantastic. And then yeah. conversely, do you have a worst camping memory? Mm, sure. Yes. <laughs> right to mind. I was, this was before I was doing RV life. I was just doing a solo sort of camping trip where I wanted to see as many Oregon waterfalls as I could by myself. And it was just me and my small Honda Accord and a tiny little tent. And I did my research and that I had the idea of which campgrounds I would stay and what waterfalls I would see, but it was very loosely planned. And one night I drove up to this pretty remote campground after seeing some waterfalls in Southern Oregon. And it was just me and one other camper. And my intuition just sort of fired up. There was some red flags. This person had been there a while. This was a very remote campground and that there was no people maintaining it. It was pretty Mm. rough, but but beautiful. I fell asleep, but I woke up in the middle of the night with the worst, out of the worst nightmare I had ever had. And something just told me to get in my car and lock the doors. And not 20 minutes later, this person was circling my campground. Oh, oh gosh. And I waited for the sun to rise just a little bit so I could find my way down the mountain because it was logging road type stuff. Yeah. But ever since then, like, you know, solo camping as a woman can be very frightening, but it's also the safest I've ever felt too. So it was like, it's one experience out of a hundred camping experiences that I've had by myself that are fantastic. And my dad raised me camping from the start and raised me smart. But there was just something about that experience where it really brought me into my body. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stick to spaces where people can see me and witness me before falling asleep um, kind of thing. So it made me feel scared in the right way, but Mm -hmm. scared enough that I never, 
I've never camped solo again in a space where I don't have cell service or that another family or someone doesn't know my presence. Yeah. Yeah. Situational awareness is always right. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, this was so fascinating and so wonderful <laughs> to get to talk to you. And yeah, seriously, I'm going to add this to our oh, yeah. <laughs> to our well, round. I mean, we'd be crazy not to. <laughs> Please reach out whenever you do. Yeah. I'd love to help tailor your experience to the right space or that sounds whatever great. you want to have going up. Pick out your favorite trailer kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we also have Arts Week every March where that's our biggest event of the year where on the weekend you can come and witness all the performances and installations and open studios of the week before where it's just a full artist residency takeover. And that's a really fun time to sort of see like the distillation of Southwestern arts and like at its peak as far as expression. And then the week after come and stay and, and have a more mellow experience kind of thing. So if you're ever into like a spring trip, that would be a great time to go. Before Sounds the summer good. Crowds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for your time and what a cool place. So we can't wait to share it with our audience. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. It's so lovely to talk about it. <laughs> it was a real pleasure. Great meeting you. And uh, now we're really looking forward to coming and staying. Yes, for sure. I look forward to meeting you <laughs> in person. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you again. Happy camping. Thank you. I we are scheduling our visit to the Southwester. <laughs> yeah, we, we I, actually are. Yeah, we really are. We were planning to go to the coast anyway, and so we'll just go a little farther north than we originally planned. By the way, for those of you, since there's people all over the country, we're talking about the left coast, not the right coast. That's right. <laughs> we're going to go... Washington, Oregon, Northern California. On our way to Quartzsite, Arizona. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're planning the rest of our year in travel. That's right. Last week, if you haven't had a chance to listen, we got to talk to Joel Holland from Harvest Host, but we talked about their new program, which is called Camp Scanner. Yeah. And that program helps you if you are looking for a site, like especially through recreation.gov, Camp Scanner is a program that will do the refreshing for you. Yeah, so if you haven't tried to book something through recreation.gov or a number of the other public camping reservation systems, you will be quite surprised at how busy camping has become. It's just some of these places, it seems impossible to find a campground. Yeah, sometimes. With Camp Scanner, basically what it does is it keeps refreshing, refreshing, looking at whatever criteria you put in, dates, times, length of RV, all that stuff, and finds the cancellations because a lot of people, since there's such a low barrier to book and cancel, people just book stuff and then they're like, eh, I'm not going after all. Or they might book several campsites, whatever. Anyway, Camp Scanner is a tool that lets you find those openings and take advantage of them and it's sort of the perfect tool if you're a last minute planner as we can be (laughs) right so we'll put links to last week's episode in our show notes but camp scanner is a really neat tool if you're trying to find reservations at public campgrounds and things like that through recreation.com they also have like trips and tours that kind of thing as well so it's kind of neat try out camp scanner As I said, 
Last week, Peggy went somewhere. I did. I got to go with a group of women, Sisters on the Fly, to nearby Ruidosa. We actually stayed in the Bonito Hollow campground on Bonito Creek. What a great campground that was. They were so nice. And they. this is like the sixth, I think, year this group has gone there. And the campground loves the women and the women love the campground. They were so nice and helpful. It was only my first time backing into a campsite with this trailer. Now, I did test it out the day before and, and parked in the driveway a couple of times just to make sure I could figure out how to back up. But I had one gentleman that came over and showed me my site and asked how much help I needed. I said, just, you know, make sure I don't hit anything. And he was very patient and very helpful, you know, wasn't overbearing, but really got me into the space really easily. We had a really good time. There was a day of geocaching. People went kayaking. We went to a winery and tasted wine and had charcuterie boards. And it was just a really, really nice weekend. Ruidosa is a cute little town, kind of a little bit in the mountains, which also I handled like a champion. (laughs) Oh, I was not aware of the mountains. Yeah, it wasn't horrible mountains, but it's a little bit hilly getting there. But I've already signed up to go next year. I had a really good time there. The site I had was actually right above the creek. So I was able to just kind of look out the window and see the creek and just really, really nice place. Wow. Sounds like fun. It was. Another thing that happened on this last weekend was where we got our recipe from. That's right. So during this camp out, we had potlucks for dinner time and my new friend Stella brought a no-bake eclair cake, and my goodness, that was worth all the carbs. (laughs) (laughs) I did consume a heck of a lot of carbs over the weekend, but that was one of the best. And such an easy recipe because you don't have to bake anything. With Stella's permission, I wrote the recipe up and put it on the website, and so we'll put a link to that. It's a great recipe for camping, and it's I guess you could kind of call it a s'mores alternative because there are graham crackers and chocolate involved. But wow, yum, yum, delicious, no-bake eclair cake. I saw the pictures and I'm like, oh, man. Now we have to make one for Tony. Yes, we do. I don't know when you're listening to this. But if it's before Father's Day, we have an article on StresslessCamping.com about camping gifts for Father's Day. And it's 13 lucky items for Dad. Dad would be lucky to receive these. Yeah, and we go from mild to wild, right? I mean, there's things that are 10 bucks and things that are... More. (laughs) Yeah, so you can go nuts. But a few of the things, you know, we have... Some of the stuff that we have talked about in the past, like the Night Eyes Gear Ties, Dump Buddy, Lippert RV Propane Tank Monitors. We've got the Dometic Go Hydration Jug, the Portable Cuisinart Blender, Gas Stop, the RV Scissor Nut Locks, which are a really inexpensive way to keep your stabilizer jacks from backing down, an infrared thermometer, some RhinoFlex tools. One of the things that I really like, a Gerber multi-tool. But mm-hmm. of course, at the, the top of the list, if you really want to spend some money on dad, <laughs> you can get a Rectech 
portable pellet smoker. There you go. It's the one that I have, and they've made it even more portable now. Yeah. We have, oh, we made some ribs last week. Woo, doggies, they were good, <laughs> man. So anyway, there's an article on stressless camping about 13 lucky gifts for dad. And even if, you know, it's even if it's past Father's Day, who doesn't love a gift? Right. So what if you have like a whole bunch of money and dad needs an RV? Can you recommend one? <laughs> well, I'm going to say this is, I almost wonder how common the love of this trailer is going to be. But this company, I have to take my hat off to them because they certainly got their PR out of this. It's the Mammoth Overland Extreme Level Event Trailer. And essentially, it's a teardrop. But get this. It's got bear spray built in. What? (laughs) You know, there's two sprayers of this bear spray. Has a dual band ham radio built in. There are spotlights. There's a camera on a boom arm. So you could literally be inside this teardrop and kind of raise the camera and look around. There is a medical grade air filtration system. There are bulletproof windows and you can get as an option, you can get this thing like completely bulletproofed. I'm not sure where you're camping, but I, I <laughs> think you'll be bears okay. And bullets? Right? <laughs> yeah, you bears and bullets won't be a problem. They say it's an extreme level event. I'm assuming, you know, like the end of the world type of stuff. Now the funny thing, I've talked about this before. I've got this Jones to build a custom trailer out of a cargo trailer, right? Here we go again. I know. And I also have the idea of when we get a new truck, which, you know, we're always shopping. Right. But if we get a new truck, I want to put a Project M camper on the back, which basically has nothing in it. So we've got all this stuff. We've got power stations and and coolers and water systems, all this stuff for camping. But I think because I tend to look at this stuff a lot, the internet thinks that I'm a prepper, like I'm preparing <laughs> for doomsday. And so hence I got shared this uh, this mammoth extinction level event trailer. And it's interesting. I think, like I say, I think it's more about getting publicity than anything. It's a legitimate product, but but the interesting thing is, okay, so you can go in the cabin of this thing. There's a hatch. You could pop up and look around. It's got this medical grade air filtration system. It's got a compartment where you can launch a drone from the compartment wow. and stay inside. I mean, it's, it's really like all this, but the kitchen's outside. So, <laughs> I mean, you know. It's still a teardrop or a square drop, as they say. Oh, one of the things I do like, they have a case specifically for a Starlink antenna. And then the whole exterior of this, or a lot of the exterior is covered in molly rack, which is sort of like a grid that you can attach things to. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, there's an attachment point for the Starlink antenna. So that, you know, there's some stuff on this thing that's really, really cool. It's got a king-size mattress, and it's built by a company called Vashon Aircraft, who builds airplanes. They're still an America small plane manufacturer, which is pretty unusual. And this whole thing is made out of aluminum, 
And it's it's exceptionally well made. Oh, I forgot. It also has a Geiger counter. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, these people, wow. man, wherever they're camping, it, I'm not... <laughs> they're prepping for something. Anyway, it's kind of a neat thing. We have the review at stresslesscamping.com in our honest RV review section. Wow. All right. And now for something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> and now for something completely different. In our question of the week last week, I wanted to know, do you read magazines? And apparently no one does. We only got two answers. <laughs> one answer was no. <laughs> and Deanne said the only one she reads now is Girl Camper. Now, if you're going to read a magazine, that is a good choice, I and have to say. it has nothing to do with the fact that we do provide articles for That's them. right. Nothing to do with that. It is a beautifully produced really magazine. Is. I mean, they have won some awards with it for good reason. We'll put a link, but there were several episodes of the stressless camping podcast where we talk to magazine publishers right. and we get a number of rv related magazines and they're really good they really are good and so if you're going to be camping without internet or whatever and you want something to read and you don't like to read books magazines are a great thing because you can start and stop as whenever you want so if you didn't answer and you do read, go ahead and continue to answer. If you think you don't like magazines, but I just talked you into it, check out our list of, <laughs> of camp magazines. One of magazines. the nice things about magazines is you can stop, you can earmark pages, that kind of thing. One thing you can't do, pinch and zoom. Don't, yeah, you know, this like is very you true. see a picture and you're like, ooh, I want to zoom in. Nope, yeah, ain't happening, buddy. Yeah, that's very true. I actually tried it on more than one occasion. <laughs> I forget that I can't zoom in that way. Oh, well. <laughs> so today, hopefully we get more answers. I wanted to know, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier about all the tasks that need to be done and do you know what the other person does? What is your favorite and what is your least favorite camp task? Oh, yeah. You can answer that over at our fun and friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook <laughs> Man, what a name. Why did we pick one that was that long? <laughs> Who knows? But it's fun to say. It is. And it's fun to join. And it's fun to monitor because there are questions of the week. We do get great answers on most of our <laughs> questions. But also other people ask questions and it's a fun and friendly and helpful place to be. Yeah, if you're tired of kind of the malarkey that goes on in Facebook where, you know, you get like one good answer and 10 snide comments and that. Yeah. that that doesn't happen over there we we honestly keep on top of that so it's a small group but it's a bunch of really great people and some people who are very very knowledgeable absolutely so we also have a weekly newsletter if you didn't know and it's absolutely positively and totally free yeah well and here's the thing if you are not in our weekly newsletter list if you don't get the stressless camping weekly newsletter and you sign up in june we are giving away one of the best rv water hoses out there it's the air gear water hose yeah i mean it's a it's a terrific item i put a review on stressescamping.com it's the water hose that we have we did a video about it this week and wrote a story about it it's a great hose and we are going to do one recipient in june all of june who signs up for our newsletter list so if you haven't there's another reason too but more reasons we never share the list we never spam you we never send out a bunch of junk we just try to have tips tricks deals and hacks as well as discounts 
on the things that we use, we love, and the stories we've written. So that's what you get. That's right. Also, while you're on the website to sign up for the newsletter, you can check out the show notes for this episode, number 207, on the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com. Right, and that's also where you'll find our discounts and deals on the best things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure. Oh, and if you've got a great deal for our audience, let us know. We're always looking for good things to share. Indeed. And of course, we are in all the social places. So after you've read all the articles and signed up for the newsletter and checked out all the discounts and you still want some more stressless camping, check out those links to the social places on the top right of the webpage. And you can jump off to, you know, Facebook and Instagram and all those places where we are. Yeah, we're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And of course, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, It's free. It's free to subscribe on your favorite podcast catcher, and we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. Yep, and a review will help others find the Stressless Camping Podcast. So if you're like, well, these these guys, they're okay in our books. How can we kind of help them out? Well, a review really does tell Apple and all those podcast platforms that people are listening and that you like what we're doing. Well, unless you leave a one-star review. (laughs) Anyway, thank you to those of you who've left a review. and, And if you haven't, you can do just that. And if you have, you can still share anything you see, anything you like, anything that you think your friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, people, people in the grocery like? store, people you don't even like. We don't care. Let them know about something great you found on stresslesscamping.com. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, we really appreciate you as always. We appreciate your being here. And most of all, happy, happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stress-less camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! This is nuts. Oh, it totally is.